congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, the question that really um, attacked me this week was this question by Jesus. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Now, the parable is told by Jesus, and Luke makes it very clear the purpose behind the parable. He says that the parable is taught so that people, the Christians, would continually pray and not give up. And that's precisely what the devil does not want us to do. He does not want us to to beseech God or go to God or even pray to God. But that we would put our trust in anything and everything else apart from God, the devil would also have us give up. And one way that the devil has done this in a very clever way is sometimes through human philosophy. And why am I tying that into this text? Well, this question, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth, is a very existential question. Existentialism is really the study of how the existing individual fits within the construct of life and within the construct of any philosophies or systematic theologies or systematic philosophies. Um, Any way that there are systems within our world, how does the existing individual function within these systems? And usually most existentialists will say they don't. And they will come to the uh, realization and the The premise will be that nothing matters in life, that there is no real purpose. Uh, One of the practitioners of existentialism would be Friedrich Nietzsche, and he um, talked about will to power. And so because there are no systems that, that the individual, existing individual would fit in, then you just will to power in this world and get what you can get. Um, John Paul Sartre would talk about nihilism, which means that there is no real meaning in life, and so it is all really for naught, and that is his where he goes existentially. Um, Soren Kierkegaard would be another. But see, they've, they've kind of taken this, this idea of existing individualism, and they've come up with, well, nothing. But here is this existential question, Will Jesus find faith on earth? And what I mean by that is, will he find faith within existing individuals? That makes it existential. Not just the faith or the the Lutheran faith as an example. The Lutheran faith is a system of faith. It is a systematic faith. It is a faith given and, and provided and brought by the Word of God, which is absolutely necessary. We have to have that broad sense of the faith. This is the faith that we believe in. But my existential, existing faith, myself, how, does, how do I fit into that realm of Lutheran faith? That is the endeavor of existentialism. So today, here we sit. What is our purpose? Not just in general as a congregation, but specifically, me 
and you. What is my purpose, my God-given purpose within the construct of this life and now this faith? Will Jesus, when he comes again, find faith on earth? And yes, he will. If he finds himself. If he finds the faith that he himself, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, creates in us by and through his word. Now all this, the, the word of God, is very theoretical. It's very broad. But it becomes very narrow and down to a pinpoint when it becomes existential. When it affects me as an existing individual within this world. And God has done that. God has done that. When He and when the words um, came to me, God's word came to me in this way, it became existential for me. Scott Edwin Burmeister, I baptize you in the name of God the Father, and of God the Son, and of God the Holy Spirit. And the waters of baptism washed over me. And God there at that water and at that baptismal font, he called me as his son. There is nothing more existential than that. Jesus, God calling me. And then when Jesus says, this is my body and my blood given and shed for you. And yes, of course, it's a plural you for all of you. But it becomes existential when he says, I have died for you, Scott Edwin Burmeister, and this is my body and blood shed for you. And you individually partake of it, and you enjoy now my forgiveness and my salvation that I have prepared for you on the cross of Calvary. It becomes even more existential when I come to the realization that he had me in mind when he bled, and when he died. There's nothing more existential than that. And that, brothers and sisters in Christ, that existential reality within the body and blood of Jesus given and shed, within the waters of baptism combined with God's word, that calls us out of sin and into righteousness. That is an existential reality that gives us absolute confidence and purpose. Where Nietzsche and, and John Paul Sartre and Soren Kierkegaard and all the rest of them couldn't make the leap because of a little thing called faith, God provides for us in the reality of body and blood, water and the word, the sacraments of the church. And the word of God that is breathed out and gives life 
to you and to me is an existential reality for me. And now I fit within a context and in the confines of this wonderful, fabulous system that is called Christianity. Orthodox. God's Word inspired by the Holy Spirit given by God for me and for us. And now we get to live together in our existentialism, in, in this existentialism as a system of believers. We are called a congregation. Your vocation. The special, special place that God has for you in this world that only you can fill. Husband to your wife, wife to your husband, um, parents to your children, uh, friends with your relatives, uh, daughter to mother, a son to father. These are all special God-given places that only you can serve. Nobody else has that position in this world, your special vocation given by God. Most people in our world are suffering from an existential crisis. And an existential crisis, and you've heard this word um, proclaimed, especially within political contexts. And the idea is an existential crisis is the coming to a realization that nothing matters and that nothing, that there should be no care or concern, that, that there is no purpose in our world. And that all of your doing is for nothing. That is an existential crisis. And most people, when they are confronted with the catalyst for existential crisis, they despair. A perfect example is the philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre. On his deathbed, he is now confronted with his existential reality and what he believes and teaches and confesses, and he despaired. Simone de Beauvoir, his partner in life, was taken back by how, how treacherous this moment was for him. Why? Because he was in an existential crisis that he himself created for himself when he said there's no meaning for my life and no purpose. Death is the catalyst for us. It stands right in front of us. And we come to the realization that life has purpose, that life has meaning, and not because of any philosophy, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died for my sins and now has defeated this thing that stands in front of me. He has defeated death, and because of that, I now will live for eternity. And I have an existential reality and an existential purpose to serve God by serving neighbor. Will Jesus find faith on earth? You better believe it. He will find it where he himself resides as the word of God made flesh. The word of God that gives flesh and blood as meal. The word of God that cleanses by water and the power of holy baptism. Yes, Lord. You will find faith on earth wherever you see your word and the sacraments.
Amen. And now may the peace of God, it transcends the human ability or philosophy to even understand. May it guard your hearts and your minds, always never focused on your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.